Hello, I'm Erin Marcus, founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business, and I want to welcome you to Ready Yet? If all you needed was a step-by-step plan of what to do, you could buy a book on how to succeed and you would be all set. But here's the rub. You'll never do what it takes until you become the person it takes to do it. The Ready Yet podcast is dedicated to those who are ready to become the person who succeeds, ready to become the person who steps into more, and ready to become the best version of themselves. In the I'm Ready interview series, join me for inspiring conversations with people who figured out who they needed to be in order to achieve their dreams and were brave enough to be that person. Hello, hello, Erin Marcus here, and welcome to another episode of Ready Yet, the podcast where we talk about what it takes to become the person you need to be to get to where you want to go. Today's guest I'm very excited about, Erin Duffy, mostly because she shares my name and I never get to say that. Um, I have to be honest, that's what originally drew me to her because at my age, I don't meet many errands. But then as um, we met in a meeting, so a networking meeting where I was speaking and as we just kind of interacted and I saw you interact with everyone, I'm like, okay, this is a cool person that I kind of get to get to know. So that's the, uh, and, and, and you didn't, you didn't uh, disappoint. <laughs> we have no problem talking forever. So this will be interesting to try to keep this to a handleable time for our audience here. But why don't you go ahead and give everybody your official introduction? Oh, thanks, Erin. Well, I have to say back at you when you and I met at the networking event, I'm like, I just have to know Aaron. Like, first of all, agree. We don't know many Aaron's, right? Like in our generation, it's like not many people were named Aaron. So I was like, yes. And I just absolutely fell in love with you just from your presentation. And I thought, oh, I have to get to know you. So, uh, and you're right. We have, uh, we have so much in common and uh, had so much fun uh, just chatting. So it's so great to be here. And thank you for inviting me to be on your podcast. I'm excited about this. And for me, um, you know, Aaron Duffy and my company is Inspiration Squared. And Aaron, what, what that's all about is I guide mid-career professionals that have sort of hit that crossroads in their career. You know, they've climbed up that ladder, they have lots of success, and they hit that part of their career where they're like, this isn't enough. There's something more. Isn't there more? Why am I not happy? Why am I kind of miserable? And I kind of help them and guide them through that journey and help them to rediscover and really own what truly is them uniquely, gather that up and take that forward. And I do that with, with a program I created, which is Own Your Story, a Change Your Life. Um, and it's just fun career transformational work. And I've actually coined my my title now as leading lady of career transformation. And that comes through both of my career doors, which, you know, as you know, I came through corporate America, worked there for 25 years um, in the creative agency space, serving, um, you know, major, major corporations in Silicon Valley. Um, And I also was a singer actor and performing on professional stages for 25, 30 years. And, uh, and a few years back, kind of decided I'm going to merge those two careers together and create it, my company through that door. So, so uh, um, one of the things that you said, and you just kind of glossed over, but this is the, you know, the part that 
always interests people because a lot of my audience, you know, it's my story as well. Big fancy, like I refer to it, my big fancy corporate career. And now yeah. you're an entrepreneur. That's not, well, it's not an uncommon path. Let's face it. That's not the path we grew up learning. Mm -hmm. So how did you, like, what did you have to do to go from corporate achievement to entrepreneur, I've got my own shingle out there because it was different. It's not what you used to do. Same thing. It, this isn't what I did in my corporate career. So it's not like I just opened my own business as a version of what I was already doing. You, you right. switch directions. So tell us about how that happens and what you had to do to kind of embrace it. Such a great question, Erin, because like you, um, if you had asked me three years ago what I was going to do next when I decided to, to leave the big corporate world, I never would have said I was going to start my own company. I really did not leave that way. However, I did have some insight to it, I think, from a soul level, because when I did leave my company after 25 years, one thing I did do was I didn't want to leave. You know how when we leave corporate America, we want to keep our connections. So we'll send that message out and, hey, if you want to stay in touch, here's my personal email address. And I made this decision to say, well, I don't want to give my personal email address. And I know kind of what I want to do when I move forward, what I want to take moving forward. I made these decisions that I didn't know what I was going to do next, but what I did know is that I wanted to take all of my experience, all my talent, all my passion, all my skills, and do something where I felt I was going to make a difference. Now, my hope, Aaron, at that time was that I'm going to find a job someplace in the world, in probably corporate America, where I could be all of myself and kind of check the stuff that didn't really fill me up at the door. That was my hope. But when I did leave my company, I actually came up with the name Inspiration Squared before I left corporate America. Okay, because I was going to ask about that because it's one thing to leave a job before, you know, we, this is the other thing we were all taught. You don't let go of run, one branch until you're holding on to the next. So don't leave your job if you don't already have a job. So right. you didn't do that. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it is something that a lot of my clients and people I talk to, it is okay to build your your personal business as a side hustle, so to speak, while you're still using your day job to pay the bills. Right. But you didn't do any of that. You jumped off the cliff. You jumped off a bigger cliff than a lot of the people I know. Yeah. How is that not like the scariest thing in the world? You're exactly right. It was scary. And I have to say, the first time in my life that I actually did anything like that, um, you know, I had a wonderful package when I left. You know, I was a senior leader in the company, knew that was there. When I made the decision to leave, it was like, okay, let's do this. So I fortunately had that sort of, package that gave me that. Now, my, prior to that, Erin, I had never not worked since I was 16. I had always had a job. I you know, never really got laid off. Um, so I never knew what it was like to not work. You know, I always was working. So it was scary. That piece was scary at first. Like, what do I do with what do yeah. I, I don't know what to do, you know? And, um, 
And, and so I, that was scary, but in the back of my mind, I thought I'm going to take this time to figure out what is it that I love doing and what is it that I don't want to ever do again. And I did spend three months doing that research and doing that, digging into my heart, my soul, my brain, like, gosh, what really fills you up? And what are, what are the skills? What is, what is it the stuff that makes me unique? And what is it that just fills me up and really identifying all of that. And I did, I spent three months and I was playing and having fun too. Right. Right. Well, That's also something that's really interesting because, and I don't think I'm alone in this. I was always just intrigued by people who say they've always known what they've want, what they wanted to do, because I don't know that I've ever known what I wanted to do. I was in my mid forties before I figured out what I wanted to do because I got a job. I did a good job. And that would lead to either a promotion or the next job, which is completely different than sitting down and deciding what do I want to do? Right. Exactly. You and I have such similar stories because I was the same way. I mean, I fell into my job when I graduated from college. I graduated during a really difficult economic time and it was, I need a job and, um, and you started as a temp because no one was hiring That's before at Hewlett Packard. Loved it. Um, and then where did you up. temp? I have to ask. Where did you temp? Where did you get assigned? The first place I got assigned was Shearson Lehman Brothers. Oh, nice. I remember that. And what was so hilarious, and here I am, this 22-year-old coming out of college, going into Shearson Lehman Brothers, working for the two top brokers in that office. And what was hilarious, Erin, is within a month, those two thought I was just so dynamite that like, we want you to get on the training program to become a broker. And I'm like, you don't want me handling anybody's money. (laughs) Oh my God. Every time we talk, we have like more and more similarities. I ended up as a temp because that's what you did. You temped. I don't even know if that exists anymore. I don't either. I know. know. But you would sign on with a temp agency while you were looking for a job. That was like what we did in the late eighties, early nineties. So I was assigned to Van Campen Merritt, which is another big fund manager, right? (laughs) And I was helping this consultant do variation reporting. So I have a journalism degree, right? What am I doing? (laughs) I am helping this consultant run historical variation reports on stocks and funds (laughs) as a way to check data as they went, ready, we're going to age ourselves as they moved from microfiche to digital. (laughs) And it was the same thing where he's like, oh my God, you need to stay. And I'm going, no. (laughs) Like, no, I can't do this. No. And what was interesting, Aaron, and I wonder if you had that same, same issue. You're working for a good corporation at that time. Right. And your my parents were like, well, you need to consider this opportunity. This is a great opportunity for you. And here me, you know, theater major, television, film major. This is not what I signed up for. I came back to Silicon Valley to hopefully get into like the corporate video of some major corporation. And, you know, but they're like, 
you know, it, it was the practical thing, you know, oh and, and gosh. like that in your, in your twenties, it's like, I, I, so I, 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 I gotta be practical, you know, and I, I gotta ask you then, because this is something I think that's really different with our generation versus people who are younger. There was, I won't say there was none, mm-hmm. but awareness of entrepreneurial opportunity was mm-hmm. slim. Oh my So goodness. when you yeah. leave corporate, even if you didn't intend to start your own business, but when you begin your own company and say, this is what I want to do. And I've decided what it looks like. And I decided what it's going to be. You're going against generations mm-hmm. of stories. Mm-hmm. So to break through that, you know, now I see in younger people are just much more, much more entrepreneurial than we ever were. It's inherent. It's, it's mm-hmm. seen as an option from day one. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so what comes up? I mean, I know what my battles have been. What, what is that self-talk in your head yeah. telling you you're a crazy person that people don't do this? Oh, yes. And there's been plenty of that, you know? <laughs> Because when I made that decision, you know, I mean, July of 2017, left corporate, named my company, but the whole intent was I'm going to go back to work. But this is inspiration was square was Aaron. This is how I'm going to show up in the world. I am going to be, you know, that authentic, you know, person that's going to bring all of my talent, skills, you know, um, passion to my next job, to the world. But it was going to be through some corporate door, right? Um, but then that shifted. And in early 2018, I made the decision that I just knew something was going to be different. And, and I know I shared it with you. I, I had lost my father at the end of 2017. And that, Aaron, was a massive shift that I could never have anticipated. But what it did for me is it was this sense of like, you know, we lost him um, unexpectedly. And I had lost my mom many, many years ago. And so at this point there was no, I, I was parentless. And suddenly I felt this enormous responsibility to myself that I don't want to waste another moment doing something where I am not full and where I'm not giving back and making a difference. It was just this calling. And I might have five days, I may have 50 years, but I don't want to waste another moment. And it was just something switched, Erin. It was just like, boom. And I remember telling my husband that I don't know what's next for me, but what I do know, it's going to look very different from what we thought. And of course he was just, sweetheart, you do whatever you need to do, which I'm grateful for. I mean, uh, that uh, is one of the greatest gifts is, you know, having a partner that is just like, honey, let's just do it. What do you want to do? And even at that point, Aaron, I wouldn't have said, I'm going to start my own company. It wasn't that at all. It's just that I knew I need to figure out that life's path. What was, what's Aaron's life path? And, um, and I did, I got into this amazing 12 week course working with a, an incredible mentor here in the twin cities. Um, Tracy Pleshcourt, and she literally put me on this course of, you know, helping corporate women get out of corporate and start their own company. But that's not why I took the course. It was just the process of it was helping guide that voice inside. Like, what do you want to do with it? And then I would tell you four weeks into this process, 
I had an idea for the company. And well, then and if, you, the, if you leave yourself open to it and you do the background work, yeah, the ideas do start to come. And one of the other yeah. things you said that I find with myself and with the people, my clients that I work with, there's usually a trigger or a moment that changes perception mm-hmm. and allows you to pivot. It's, it's, you know, divine intervention, call it what you want. Yours was losing your father. People will ask me, how did you, how do you make your breakthroughs? Like there's certain big leaps in my life. And I always said one of my biggest leaps has been after I got tired of my own crap. Yes. I hit that point mm. where the outcome was the same as you, where you're like, I don't want to spend one more day in this situation. Right. Right. It was, it becomes unacceptable. Unacceptable is a fantastic word. It is, it's, there is this physical and emotional manifestation that happens where you're like, this is unacceptable. I know I have more to give. I know I have more to share and I don't want to waste that another moment not doing that. That's what the world deserves, you know? And, and, and that really helped transport this journey because like you were saying earlier, deciding to be an entrepreneur and deciding to open your own company is never easy because not with our background voices in the head saying, what are you doing? You know? I have to tell you, I have to tell you, cause you'll so appreciate this. So I value, you know, I volunteer currently at a wildlife rescue, but for 15 years I volunteered with dog rescue. And I still remember several years into my business. So it wasn't like I was just starting, but several years into my previous business, I found a new dog rescue to volunteer at. And Mm -hmm. I had started to do that on Sunday mornings and I was driving home and my mom called and I told her what I was doing. And now again, several years after starting my last business and she says to me, wow, I wonder if they're hiring maybe they'll give you a job. (laughs) Do you understand? It's an animal rescue. Even if I get hired, we're talking minimum wage to clean out cages all day. Not exactly what I saw for my future. But that's the mentality that you often have to break through. Yes. There, you hit it right on the nose. That is so true. And and I, I did have some of that you're starting a company wait you're gonna do what and and then the corporate career and a college education why are you you know why would you leave that yeah exactly making this great salary and doing all and 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 it was fascinating to put it out there the first time and i had two camps and i wondered if you have two camps i had the camp of friends professional friends colleagues who were like well, finally, we've been waiting for you to do this for years. Yes. And then there were other, the other side that was, you know, older friends, even some actual professional friends from the corporate days, right? Even when I was working at Hewlett Packard before I went to a creative agency who were like, and family were just like, what are you doing? You what? Aren't you scared? Why would you? People who can't believe do that, you know, that I'm like, <laughs> well, that camp is usually 
the couple people I see in that camp is a, the people who can't believe you're giving up the security of the money because that's just so out of the realm of under, you know, they have no frame of reference for that. And B the, they also in that group will often be too insecure and fearful. Exactly. Put yourself out there in that big of a way, which I mean, both of those things completely understandable. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, and you as an entrepreneur have to listen to both and stay as focused on your mission as possible because those voices, even now two and a half years in, you still have both camps. They may show up differently and they do actually, I I wonder if that happened to you too, as you grew your business, those two camps still exist but did you notice it somewhat changed to the voice sort of changed the the comments sort of changed in a way and and you have to you you have to stay strong through your mission you have to believe it because there will be people out there the naysayers out there and 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 you have to be able to just say okay i hear you thank you Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing that with me. Thank you for being worried for me on my behalf. Exactly. And, and really hold that as a gift, but don't let it control you. It's... Don't let it shift you. And I will say the one thing that I did right away, because um, I made the decision June of 2018 to say, you know, what the heck? I'm going to do this. I have nothing to lose and so much to gain. Because I thought here was, here was the interesting thing for me, Erin, and I wonder if the same thing happened to you. I remember saying that in June and saying, I have, I have so much to gain and really there, there's no lose-lose here because even if, even if a year from now I realized, ah, that was fun, but you know what? I kind of miss working at a company or I really want to go do this. The experience that you get out of trying something on your own and building a business and surrounding yourself with just incredible people, those lessons, it's like getting an MBA. Oh, absolutely. Better than that. So I can tell you it also, if you do it too long, makes you completely unemployable. (laughs) Well, that's true. Yeah. (laughs) Basically where I can't fathom. Yeah. I was good at my corporate job. I was good at the politics, for lack of a better word, for the bureaucracy, for getting things done. And and I enjoyed it. Oh, me too. I, you, I don't know that you could pay me enough to do it again. You know, and I have to agree with you. Um, you and I are so similar because I did it so well. I loved it. I really did. I loved it. Everything about it. I love my clients. I love my team. I love my company. I like the energy. I really did. But then you, I just hit that point where it was just not enough anymore. Well, and here's enough. the point that you're making that's one of my absolute favorite, favorite things that I have observed when I talk to people who have left corporate because they're miserable, because it sucks, because their boss this. And when you are running away from something to become mm-hmm. an entrepreneur, you don't stand mm-hmm. a chance. You don't stand a chance. A if you point. are moving into it, because I loved my job. I love the, I still, it's been years and I still talk to them. I mean, I had a great job with great people. I had an inkling that I needed to do more and needed to go find out what that was. When you are moving forward to create, 
as opposed to running away from something, it's a huge difference. It's a huge difference. You know, that is such a great point. And that is so, so true. And again, it comes back down to your mission. If you believe in what you're doing and what you're building and you are truly living that mission every day, it, it, all the, all the roadblocks that might get in the way or the hardships, you find your way through. And you know how we do that and why we do that is because of that corporate career we had. Right. Think about how many times we had to get ourselves through difficult situations and hardships and what have you. We found our way through. We, we have the muscle memory for that. And it's like, now it's like, it's time to say, mm, I'm going to do this for myself. Believe for in what I'm building get it out into the world and take all of that experience, which I am so grateful for every moment. I mean, I'm like you, I had a great time in corporate America. I loved every moment of it. I really did. I, I mean, that's kind of why when I did leave in 17, I saw myself having my next position somewhere in corporate America, but just bringing all of myself and getting rid of the stuff that just wasn't really me. And I was excited about it, but again, like we're it saying, took a, it took a turn. Right. Because if you're if you're leaving because you hate your boss, the bad news is now you're the boss. Yeah, you're the boss, and that is not easy. And that, oh my God, we could spend an hour on that. Just being your own boss is that that's a big one. Just learning. So I, I have to ask you, what has been your biggest obstacle that you have overcome? I love sharing that with people. I mean, I'm going to jump in and just kind of assume that you're the thing you are currently most proud of is figuring this all out and what you've created because you didn't go in expecting that. So I'm just going to assign that to you if you don't mind that that is something you should be massively proud of. But yeah. what is, what's been the biggest obstacle that you have overcome? I would have to say the biggest obstacle I had to overcome was believing that Aaron Duffy could do this. Right. I look around at all of these successful business owners and successful entrepreneurs. And I will say, as we're talking about this, one thing that I learned making this jump is you know when you work in corporate America and you and I both did and I worked Silicon Valley. I mean, I worked for some of the biggest. The, the some of our our clients were some of the biggest corporations in Silicon Valley. Okay, so you think that world is huge, right? You think the whole world revolves around that, right? Aaron, what I discovered after making this decision in 2018 to do my own company. My world has gotten so much bigger, yes. and brighter, and rich with just the most incredible people and the most incredible experiences that I never, ever experienced when I was at the agency and when I was working for all these major corporations. And I realized, holy cow, as entrepreneurs, our worlds become this just rich fabric of experiences and people. I mean, I have met the most extraordinary people globally Right. Because I decided to do this, just because I surround myself with these amazing entrepreneurs that have built these incredible businesses. And I have to say this, the smartest thing I did, and I'll tell you why, going back to what was my biggest obstacle? Me, 
believing me. I grew up in a family where, you know, the girls were, you know, they had, they were supposed to be taken care of, you know, we're, you know, if you're going to be successful, you know, you know, your husband's going to be more successful than you kind of thing. And well, I defied that the whole way through. Right. But even doing this, I was looked at, you're going to build your own company, you know? Um, and still there's like, Oh, is this like a hobby? No. Right. Look at, look at Erin. She's so cute. She's making a company. Right? A company. Yeah. Like what? She got like, created her own program from nothing, from nothing. And it's like, really? Did you, wow. How did you do that? Um, I, you know, it, and, but, and so because of that, I had to learn to believe in myself. I have so many friends, colleagues, mentors, that so believe in me and can't say enough about you. what you're doing is incredible. I'm so glad you're doing what you're doing. And you have all those people around you, but it's me believing. Yes, believing you're it. doing this. And yes, you can be successful. I can build a successful business. I had to believe that. I have to believe that. And I think for every entrepreneur, especially ones like us coming out of corporate America, that I think is one of the biggest hurdles to overcome. If you have any of those voices in your head or surrounding you where it's like, oh, really? You're doing that? You know, it, 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 but it is about believing myself. And I, I credit my father for this. And I do truly believe my father and my mom, but truly my father has guided this journey because ultimately my dad was an entrepreneur. Now, my dad helped start a couple of companies in Silicon Valley and, and, and again, bigger companies, right? But my dad always had that spirit of trying something new and doing something new. And I watched him. I watched him struggle. I watched him start like one, two company and one fail, one did it, you know, and then boom, this, the third one was an ultimate success. But he always had that entrepreneurial spirit in him. And I really do credit him. And I have to be really honest with you because I'm a very spiritual person through that whole journey, especially that first year in 2018, I really felt the loving arms of my father around me every day. There was like, God, should I do this? Should I not? And I always felt like there was always some sign saying, yeah, you need to keep going, keep going. Cause he said, always live your dream. Always live your dream. Whoa. Seriously, how do we end on a better note than that? Exactly, right? Everybody so should live always your live your dream. Always live your dream. Well, thank you really so much for being so open about your story and your experiences. As we know, where they're not only our stories, there is a lot of people's stories. So hopefully we can inspire some people yeah. that it's worth it. Yeah. Um, so if people want, we will put this in the show notes, but if people want to get a hold of you, if people want to find out more about what you do and how you do it, um, how should they do that? You know, definitely go to my website, which is um, Inspiration Squared. And Inspiration Squared is inspiration and squared is sqrd.com. Um, and you could also, there you can learn all about what I do um, and definitely connect with me through there. And also, Erin, I have, you know, this micro course that I actually created called 
dare to dream, escape your mid-career slump. And, you know, if anybody's listening to this, I just love to offer that to them. It's, you know, a 20-minute mini course that really kind of walks through three steps to get you through that slump. Um, and it's, um, you know, www.escapetheslump.com. Oh, got to love that. Escape the slump. Yeah. That's my new thing. If I think of something brilliant, my next step is GoDaddy. <laughs> exactly, right? Thank God for GoDaddy. Escapetheslump.com. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. Again, thank you so, so much for joining me. Thank you, Erin. This is really fun. I really enjoyed the conversation. Very, very inspiring. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me on the Ready Yet podcast. I get so motivated by the amazing accomplishments of the remarkable people I meet, and I'm excited to be able to share some of their stories with you. You can find more episodes of Ready Yet at your favorite source for podcasts or at conqueryourbusiness.com. And if you've already decided that you are ready to become the person you need to be to achieve your big goals, feel free to reach out to find out how I can support you in your efforts. Or check out the Work With Erin page on the Conquer Your Business website. I also invite you to share this podcast with anyone you know who loves to learn and be inspired. And if you're so inclined, I'd be absolutely grateful for any reviews you'd like to share as well. Thanks again for joining me. This has been Erin Marcus, hopefully inspiring and helping you to go conquer your big dreams.